When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. When it's time to get a new set of windows or new door, you got to go with Pella. couple of reasons. One, they can provide window and door solutions to any home and because the people are great. Steve, Vince, Clint, Brian, the whole gang, everybody there is really, really good to work with. And you know what's nice is you're going to be working with those good people the entire time. Do you realize when you go to some other window and door companies, all of a sudden questions pop up like who's installing it? Who's going to pre-finish it? And you're getting sent over here and over there and over there. Before you know it, you're working with like four or five different people. Sounds like a massive headache. You want the convenience and simplicity of working with one company, not three or four. That's Pella. Check them out on the web, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. All right, it, uh, it it this is long overdue. It is uh, it's about time we fired up another wine pod. It is yours truly, Nicholas Allen Bob, and uh, former Husker linebacker, former All Big Twelve uh, linebacker, former New England Patriot draft pick, Bo Robert Rude. We sat down, we smashed a bottle of wine, and we dove into a lot of good stuff. We decided that it's been a while since we'd really tackled a bunch of different things going on with Nebraska football. There's a bunch of different recruiting things uh, that have happened, some roster attrition, various things like that. So lots to tackle on the Nebraska football front. And uh, we drank a bottle of wine, had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. Uh, this was really enjoyable. So without further ado, here's a little wine pod. Nick Bob, Bo Rude, talking some Husker football, drinking some wine. Enjoy. All right. You are listening live to a wine pod that has already begun. I'm so glad we have pivoted from this. Bo Rude's here to where we used to really like hold off. Like, no, 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 no one's drinking any wine until we hit record. I'm a little bit further down on the first class than you, but you, uh, but we've already been sipping, my friend. It's a good move to start sipping. That's what we found. Oh, I, uh, our, our best thoughts come about you know two or three good drinks down. We have a bunch of stuff to tackle today. All Nebraska football related. This is what's good about this podcast is we can like we can let the stories kind of pile up. And then assess them all at once. Because mm-hmm. there's been a lot of interesting things going on right now. I can't believe... I mean, how? I know all we've done is talk Jordan lately. I feel like you and I have... And I feel like everyone has, to a certain extent, adjusted to the new norm of being quarantined and being and social distancing and all that stuff. Like, you... You have... I feel like you just... You were, you were ready for this. You were ready to kind of flip the switch and do your thing. I'm flourishing, Nick. You're dominating. <laughs> how many times have you been to the library, Doug? Uh, only once, but they they only... But I've ordered... So this is actually... I changed... Usually I go to the library. I've been ordering books now. So I got a couple of books from Amazon, but what I'm doing is highlighting in those books. Can't do that with library books. So Highlighting. So I'm highlight. I'm reading books that like I'm what highlight- are you highlighting? Well the stuff you gotta stuff remember. That, stuff that sticks with stuff you. Stuff that I want to go back to. That's have you know like I feel like I read books. Like I have a bunch of books like Malcolm Gladwell books and I feel like if I would 
Some be like, what's that chapter? Be like, I have no idea. Like, you've read the book? I'm like, oh, yeah, I read that book. But that's the problem. I'll, I'll have a book that you, <laughs> like, I'll be like, this was one of the, my favorite books I've ever read. Then they'll be like, what's about, like, no clue? <laughs> Before, what is that? Our brains suck is what it is. Seriously, what is that though? I don't know. There's, there's I something. don't remember anything. I don't remember you know what, anything. You know what they say you're actually supposed to do? Like I'm highlighting. You're is supposed that? to highlight and write down the stuff that you really want to remember. Like So immediately you're supposed to write it down. Physically you, write it? Physically write it in your own words and then you'll remember it. But like who wants to do that? <laughs> well, imagine. Remember the days when you had to write like... You couldn't type a five, six-page paper. You had to fucking write. I think I like that because they'd be like, let's just cut it to two, right? (laughs) (laughs) They're they're more sympathetic as a teacher. Like, like how many pages? Like, you you had to write that. I mean, your your hand is just like... uh, Right before finals, you show up with two casts. Like, teacher, (laughs) like, maybe just give give me a C. How about were, a C? <laughs> were you were you like me where I was the king of, you know, if it was like you have to write a four-page paper. My first page was like date, time, oh. weather, each line, name, year, oh. date, yes. name of the teacher. And I mean, and then it'd be like two spaces, title, two spaces. For, so by the time I got to the first paragraph, I had like one sentence and it was like page two. I mean, teachers had to have been like this. I think the first time that somebody showed me, like, you know, I mean, we knew there was different fonts. Was it? What's the elite? There was one that was like, it would was, stretch things out. What was that stuff. called? I don't know. But like, I remember like one time I was struggling, somebody showed me that. And I was like, yeah, you just gave me an extra page. And because I was if so, you were like Times New Roman 12 font, you're like, what are you trying to write a novel here? You want to give me an aneurysm? <laughs> I'm trying to pass this class, man. What was it? It started with a C, didn't it? I don't even remember. No, but that was just like, you saw someone in the dark alley at a campus like, hey, you, and it's like flipping a coin. Like, oh, Want any help on your paper? And you're like, yeah. There's a new font called Cucamonga. <laughs> what was it? And it will get you home. It's, it's seriously made. You ever, you ever, sometimes to surprise yourself, you'd write it. You wouldn't write it on yeah, the, yeah. yes. And then you'd highlight it all and be like, let's see what, what Cookamunga is going to do this. And you would change it and it would be like, okay, what's a good comparison the- to that? That's just like that thing you do <laughs> that, that you save it up and then there's a big reward at the end. Right? I mean, I just think desserts. Desserts are probably close. It's like if you eat all the the non-marshmallows and Lucky Charms and you're like, <laughs> yes, you know, then it's just milk. It's just milk and marshmallows, right? That's probably like the Cucamonga. <laughs> oh. It was hard to have the discipline. Did you do that, though? I don't know oh. if I ever went a full bowl of cereal eating all like the... Because like Lucky Charms, just the regular ones, it's just like... Yeah, that's there. Was but so, did you ever go through a bowl of Lucky Charms and eat everything but the marshmallows? Sure, oh yeah, oh, that's Anytime. amazing. But well, I can't believe we can't. It's sort of the C, I think. No clue. Don't. I can't remember what it was, but that was the the viewers will know. There's enough people out there that's like, oh my god, every time. I mean, that was big time. Wait a minute, I should pull up Cal- Calibri. No, there's a lot of fonts. Is what we figured out. There are in the old days. I feel like there was like three. <laughs> 
Courier New. Was that it? I think it was Courier New. It, it was really what it, it was not just the size, it would the expand. It was just really it would widen everything. No out. lie. You could go from a three page like Times New Roman font. If you select it all and went to Courier New, that bitch was like five or six pages. Yeah, if it was Times New Roman single space and you went to that double space, you'd triple your pages. <laughs> like, Sir. Sir, this is a thousand-page novel. You're going to have to condense it. I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Yesterday, it was a half a page. <laughs> That's seriously what it was, though. I was the king of... I could BS through a paper like nobody's biz. I was good at that. Uh, anything, anything I had to try to BS my way out of. But <laughs> I was, if only I had, you put that BS effort towards I something. I know. I know. Novel I was not a school guy. I really wasn't. You weren't really either. Not really. Not. No, it wasn't really my top of mind. I mean, you have a business degree. Like, do you know anything about business? I do, but most of it I learned when I... Watching Shark Tank? Well, Shark Tank and being in business. Like, it <laughs> yeah, took, just it took getting out of college to learn. Like, I think that's the, the misconception with a lot of colleges. Like, you need to just... You should just say, hey, go intern somewhere for six months. Yeah. You'll learn way more. Honestly, I mean, I feel like I've learned more about business watching Shark Tank. Just like basic business things. Yeah, because they teach you all these like w- things that don't matter. Yeah. What If you had to do... I think I know you choose, but if you had something you were pitching on Shark Tank and you had to work with one of the sharks, who would you work with? Mr. Wonderful. Why do you like him so much? I think Mr. Wonderful is so cool. <laughs> you He's the coolest of the sharks by a mile. And I mean, he plays into being Mr. Wonderful, but like he is the coolest guy in that whole He show. actually, you can make a case he's got that. I'm telling you, the last person I'd want to work with is Lori. Lori's just like, you know what I got? The golden ticket. I got a golden ticket. She like, sucks. Get out of here. All right. We shouldn't be so harsh. <laughs> I don't know. She comes across as the most phony. phony. Totally yeah. agree. Everybody comes in wanting to work with Lori or Mark. Yeah. And the more I watch, I like Robert. Robert is a nice guy. Yeah, you're, you'd are you fall in line with Robert. You'd be like, Robert, you just want to go be happy together somewhere? Let's go do it. Hi, I'm Nick. My company's called Happy. I'm here seeking an investment of $100,000. Who wants to get happy? I feel like Robert would be like, I'm in. I'd be like, you got a deal. I want to be happy. But you and Mr. Wonderful, you guys are just... We'd be talking... Because he likes wine... He and just, he likes the truth, and yeah. he doesn't like you. You're a guy. You don't want a phony poo. You know, you don't want any of that crap. He tells you. Know, you tell these people. He'd say, "You know what this business is? It, it's like that dog. Get take it behind the barn and shoot it." I'm just doing you a favor right now. I'm Mr. Wonderful. Oh, that's so good. And me and Mr. Wonderful, if I was his partner, it'd be all royalty deals. Let me just tell you that his deals are creative. I'll tell you, they're all. Hey, when all those other ones start copying him, I tell you that. Kim and I had a product we were going to create. We had, like, Kim tried to make a prototype. Don't laugh and spit it out! <laughs> don't spit it out! You think I built it? I would have to do the pitching. And then the second they asked any questions, they'd be like, what are your margins? I'd be like, show like <laughs> marginally killing it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wouldn't know what, but okay. Wow. You want to know what the name of our product was? By the way, I am saying right now, you cannot steal it. This is still yet to be. Is this the catcher? The messy net. The messy net? Yeah. You for told me kid, about this. For kids, like a net that goes like around the ta- the chair. 
Why do I feel like this has come out? I don't know if it has. The way we had it, like, we wanted, the, like, the vision Nick, of Nick, it. Nick, I think this may have been on one of the last couple episodes of Shark Tank. Really? And I'm not even joking you. We'll need to double check that. But the fact that you just said that makes me, I, I swear I think they just, somebody just came <sighs> Maybe up. Maybe someone beat, but all I know is. It's something along those lines of, like, Kids, catching food, because there's nothing, anybody that has a a baby understands that like when they eat, it's just like, there's so much food ends up on the ground and it's easier. I would think if it, we're catching it and we thought we'd be like, we could sell it to restaurants. I mean, Kim and I were like, thought we had it made. Our, you know what our catchphrase was going to be at the (laughs) end, you know, at the end where they're like done with the pitch. Yeah. We were going to, I was going to go. So which one of you sharks want to get caught in the net? Oh. Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> Barf. <laughs> you and Mr. Wonderful would have said it's a dog. Take it back We're gonna and take shoot it, it behind the barn and shoot it. It's a dog. I would I would have If I ever do it, you want to come be my associate? Oh, I'd love to. Can you handle the numbers? I can handle numbers. Can yeah. you handle numbers questions? I, I feel could. like Mr. Wonderful would just be like, I don't like your business, but I like this bow guy. Bo, I want you to come work with me. All you got to do is answer like you know, confidently like Here's our numbers, this, that, boom, wondered, bang. Couldn't you just say, like, some of these people must really be clueless. I mean, they're like, so what did you do two year to date? Like 60,000. And people just like say, take it for what it is. I, I think they got to probably give like a pre, like, you know. I the, wonder, I wonder like if they, 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 they get truly vetted. No idea. No way. So they get vetted. Yeah, and then the show there. producers are like, hey. This one's going to fail, but it's going to be good TV. Right. Hey, this one's a heartwarming story. So it used to be like the people would go on. It was like almost like Shark Tank, like, you know, feel good charity moment. Like we're all five going to go in and give you and you're going to get five sharks for exactly what you asked for. It's like that don't happen no more. Yeah. I I like it better when it's like cut. The best is when the sharks all actually want to deal. That's great. And Did they're they're out? fighting each other because all this BS when they when they always are just like not competing with each other. It's like guys, this sucks. Like <laughs> it's only good if you compete with each other. It's like how do we? So yeah. we went from not remembering what we read to Shark Tank. That that's, means that's how that TV has ruined our mind because we remember See, that. Horrible. And we can't remember what we read in the Malcolm Gladwell book. I seriously don't. I mean, I've read multiple Malcolm Gladwell books. And I'm like, what are they about? I'm like, I don't know. I'm, but that's why I've switched my technique up now. Is I, it helping you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm reading these books that are like. But you have to review them? Like, they're you difficult. Go back and I like, highlight as I go and I think about it. And then I go back like within the first week and I just look at the highlighted stuff. And it, it's helped. But that's what I've done with all the time I have. <laughs> like. <laughs> Precious, precious quarantine time. You've been powering through books. I need a new book. I got, I, I got a lot of them now. I've got I, a few that I, I'll give you. I do with my watch like old Key and Peele sketches before I go to bed. <laughs> like, oh, this hilarious right here, right here. Spilling popcorn. Yeah, just stuff going everywhere and I'm dying. Okay, well, we are uh, 13 minutes into the pod and we have not talked about it. But gosh darn This thing. is how right. we actually like to start the pods. This would have been, like, I'm not lying. This would have been pretty much exactly how the conversation, like, if we just talked about whatever, that's what this would have been. That's about normal. 
<sighs> okay. So said we were in Nebraska. You, if you need to hawk it up, man, you can hawk it up. You got a, you got some Pinot Noir in your kind of big, your, kind of your big throat. bug in my throat. <coughs> That's always my biggest. You know, my biggest fear on TV is getting the hiccups. If people are like, all right, we're coming in three, two, one. I'm like, <coughs> that would be bad. What's the old? What's the old? Get rid of hiccups. Uh, Kim swears she like drinks water, like puts her head down and drinks water. That seems like a bunch of nonsense. The whole scare. Know. Do you believe you, if you scare them and get out holding your breath? I think you just got to drink water and just hope for the best. I heard it's uh, have someone punch you directly in the face <laughs> and uh, the hiccups will go away. <laughs> you ever have really painful hiccups? That shit hurts. In a while. I mean, that's just not good at all. Uh, okay. Okay, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> Tell me. What do you so Nick? What do you got for me today? Because <laughs> I sent you a text at about noon today, wine pod tonight, and, and you were like, "Yes." But we have not done a wine pod for it feels like an eternity. Been we've, a done, we've done. We did the quarantine wine pod, like the very first one that yeah. when everything broke it would have been like mid March. So it's been over a month. It's month been almost two months. Yeah, because yeah. we've been doing the Jordan pod, which has been a lot of fun. Yeah. But this, in the end, is our favorite pod to do. Is no when question. We get to drink wine. I hope everybody else enjoys it as much as we do. Um, but this, like, this is it's been. This is the best. So this is all. There's a bunch of Nebraska football stuff to get to. I have basically we have like three things, three Nebraska football stories, a Nebraska football thought, and we'll get out of here. Okay, let's start with recruiting, in-state recruiting. Couple of commits, Keegan Johnson. Son of Cluster Johnson, three-star wide receiver. Today, we're recording this on May 6th, committed to Iowa. And I believe his final three were Nebraska, Kansas State, and Iowa. And then a couple weeks ago, Avante Dickerson, a four-star defensive back from Omaha Westside, chose Minnesota over Nebraska. And well, here I want to save the quote for a second. I so the big question is, you know, it's like how big of a deal is this? Oh my God, it's code red. What do, what do we think here? I, I will start with this, like, because what I wanted to do was turn the mic and be like, listen, you know, is it a big deal? No, but it's also something. Yeah. But I also think we can't have it both ways. We can't. Puff out our chest when Nebraska gets the in-state kids to stay and say it's important to protect the borders and keep the kids in state. Then when one gets out of the state, say it's no big deal. But at the same time, so it feels wrong to just dismiss it and a little hypocritical. But at the same time, it feels a little ridiculous to sit here and like turn on these mics and be like, tell you what, it's a big problem. Bad, bad, bad optics. This is horrible. I don't know where where did how do you see the two in-state kids over the last month committing to other Big Ten division rival schools? I, I think for me it's I'm a little torn on how to feel. I, I really don't I don't know how to feel. I, I it's been like a something I've been thinking about a lot though, right? And this yeah. this happened today. The, yes, the Keegan the Johnson, Keegan Johnson happened, today. happened today. Avante was I think last week, and they both seemingly are good players, right? Like mm-hmm. guys that you know, Nebraska offered fairly early, right? But it's not that they're like the guy last year uh, from, from Burke, I believe his name was 
not Xavier Betts, but Xavier Watts. Xavier Watts. And he went to Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. And I always felt like if you're going to – the guys we lose, I thought would – they go to more outlier schools for yeah, – Like Notre Dame's – I mean, that's a, a big name. Yes. And, like, people have attachments to that. But what's weird is that we lost the one kid to Minnesota and then this kid to Iowa. And so the Iowa one it makes it is it was more normal than – the Minnesota one, we never lose kids to Minnesota. That's yeah. a first – so that tells me, like, you know, this is – it's a different era because – I don't know. I mean, I, I can only go I, off of what I know, and I know what I know from growing up. And, like, growing up, the thought of going anywhere in the Big Ten or Big 12 other than Nebraska was kind of like – Insane. If you had a chance to go to Nebraska, there was no other thought, right? But it's a different era. So I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be un, you know, understanding of that. Um, but the, the Minnesota, that's, that was a big surprise to me because, um, I, I just, I don't really understand yeah. it. I don't, I really don't understand it. Well, and, and we should preface it like nothing's final. Like until you know, how it is in this world, like until you sign Wondell Robinson at one point was committed to Kentucky yep. and you know, like nothing's final until it's final. Sure. So, you know, Avante Dickerson could ultimately go to Nebraska. Uh, yeah. Keegan Johnson could maybe go to Nebraska. I don't, I don't know. But you talk about how how times have changed. Keegan Johnson had a quote today that basically said that. This is a quote from Keegan Johnson via the Omaha World Herald about not choosing Nebraska. He says, quote, at the end of the day, times have changed. No knock on Nebraska's program, but it's not the same as when Cluster Johnson, his dad, played. He said, quote, he's always been open-minded and I am blessed that I can start my own legacy and I don't have to follow in his footsteps. He always has preached that to me. And so, I mean, there's a guy that's straight up telling you, like, listen, I'm from Nebraska. My dad played it in Nebraska. And while Nick Baugh and Bo Rude, who grew up in the 90s in Lincoln and were, you know, you went to Nebraska, like the thought of not going to Nebraska if you had a Nebraska full offer for an in-state kid was crazy. He's kind of telling you, like, it's listen, man, times have changed a little bit. Yeah. Let me ask you this question because, you know, even when I was in coming up, you know, most time is like Nebraska still trumped everything. But if somebody was going somewhere else, it was somebody from Omaha. Yeah. And that's not a knock on Omaha. It's just Omaha is a bigger city. I agree. With and that. there's, there's an Iowa and an Iowa State influence. So there was always, you know, really good – like Nick Leaders went mm -hmm. to Iowa State. Um, Papio Receiver went to went to Iowa State. Yeah, and I, I think we had a couple of kids go to Iowa. So I always felt like there was a little bit of an Iowa presence still in, in Omaha yeah, I mean, growing up. Bluffs is right there, and it's – yeah. You're... Yeah, it's there. But I never felt like anybody in Lincoln or western Nebraska would not go to Nebraska if they had the offer between – Nebraska and Big Ten schools, or right. Big Twelve schools, right? So, give me your take. Does, is that the case where Omaha doesn't feel the same way that the rest of the state feels? As as a kid, like, do you not have the same sort of like love and passion for Nebraska football uh, in Omaha comparatively? I don't. I don't. You know, you always got to be careful of making a blanket statement. You know, because like, there's always going to be exceptions to that. All I can go off of is being growing up in Lincoln and and living in both Lincoln and Omaha like 
in Lincoln, it's Nebraska, and that's it. Like, there is no – in Omaha, it's more of a melting pot of – there's you know, you, you see – you know, that Creighton basketball has yeah. a presence there. Like, I always tell people growing up, like, Creighton basketball didn't exist in Lincoln. Nope. It's like there's a wall right outside of the, the city limit, and it's like Creighton doesn't infiltrate it. Like, it did does not exist. Yeah. So I do think it's probably a little bit – there's maybe something to that. I don't know what that is, but it's something. Like, there's there's a little bit more uh, – it doesn't – I don't know if the University of Nebraska maybe has as strong of a hold on its – it's kids outside of of Lincoln and maybe Western Nebraska as it does in Omaha, but I don't know. At the same time, that's a that's a hard you know that that's a that's a hard one to try to really rationalize and explain. But there's something to that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've I've because I said I, I I'm saying this saying there's some of that that was true back in the 90s and early 2000s when I was coming up, yes. right? So, like, I'm not saying that's just now. I'm saying that's it's kind of always had a little place there. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it's I think it's also the, the, you know, the quote, maybe the kid's not wrong. Like, maybe kids today just don't feel the same way that right. I felt. Like, I'm just telling you, you know, the way I'm guessing you felt was identical to what I felt was, like, it was you Nebraska. Know, all we it. knew was Nebraska football, and all they had to do was knock on the door and ask, and it was a done deal. So, I mean, obviously we haven't been as successful as we were then the last handful of years, but the way we were raised with Nebraska football, I just don't – to me there would just – there would be no – it's hard to fathom it, getting outside of that if you didn't have some sort of special opportunity. Like this position group, if you're a quarterback or if you're – you know, the system, just like I can't right. play in the option system if I'm a wide receiver in Nebraska. Like, okay, go play somewhere they throw the ball. See, that's the thing. I get that. Hey, guys, quick break to talk to you guys about Pella windows and doors. And I, I want to make sure that you guys understand that Pella windows of Omaha and Lincoln, they're following CDC guidelines uh, during this coronavirus situation. They can safely serve any of your window and door needs in the showroom or in your home. All the employees at Pella and the customers are completing a COVID-19 questionnaire as provided by the CDC prior to entering the showroom, entering the office, and uh, any uh, potential customer's home. And all the employees are required to self-quarantine for a recommended 14 days if uh, that individual comes into contact with someone who's tested positive, if they traveled anywhere outside of the Omaha-Lincoln area. Bottom line, they are taking all the necessary precautions to make sure that they are safe and you are safe so you can safely move forward with your window and door needs. And uh, on top of all that, as a result of all this stuff with the coronavirus, uh, Pella is offering temporary special financing options. They are now available. So and now is the time to take advantage of these special rates and uh, put that value back into your home, and you have that peace of mind knowing that all the necessary safety uh, protocol and precautions have been uh, put into place by Pella, so you know the whole time you can feel safe. 
Give Pella a call, 402-493-1350, or check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. See, that's right? the thing that is usually when, when you would see guys, in-state kids leaving, there was some way in your mind, right or wrong, you could explain it or rationalize it. Like, whether it's, uh, you know, like Harrison Phillips, Millard West, ended up going to Stanford. There's an element of Stanford that you're like, it's Stanford. It's it's a, it's a you know, it's an you academic know, it's, it's school one of, that's it's one of the most pers- Like, yes. I get, I that's, like, that, that tells me something. But, like, going to Missouri over Nebraska tells me nothing. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why these two, even the, the kid from Berkeley goes to Notre Dame. You go, well, that's Notre Dame. You know, like I, I can Notre Dame's that. like, and that's a prestigious academic school. It's, a, it's like the, you know, it's, it's its own it's a, universe. It's, it's, yes, it's it's an independent. But Minnesota that, offers you nothing other than Nebraska would, but besides, it's colder and it's got PJ Fleck, and that to me just says I like PJ Fleck more. Right, that's all it tells me. Right, because even even Noah Fant, the kid from Omaha South, the from a couple years ago that ended up going to Iowa, and he was a first round pick. You know, there was an element of like, even with that, you know, you're like, that kind of hurt in the moment. You're like, damn, Omaha kid going to yeah. Iowa and rest. But you're like, if there's one thing Iowa pumps out outside of offensive linemen, it's tight ends. Well, and I, I actually was in the paper maybe a couple of days ago. He said that. They were they interviewed him and he said, you know, I like I like Nebraska and you know, no offense, but like Iowa had a... A uh, tradition of putting tight ends in the pros, which yes, they did. Right. And I think at the time, I don't know if Nebraska recruited him as hard as they maybe should have. Like, those are probably the two factors. But, like, at least one you can wrap your mind around. I guess I struggle a little bit when it's like, what's the benefit of another school other than it's just like, they're up one year when we're not as up. And, See, like, that's, I, I don't I know. I guess that's the thing with these two of, like, you know, Avante Dickerson choosing Minnesota. You're like... That's one's tough to kind of wrap your mind around. Keegan Johnson, son of a former national championship winning player, choosing Iowa over Nebraska to play wide receiver. You know, it's not like Iowa has been wide receiver. You no. in that in that regard, but what it shows you is the you know the. Nebraska's building this $150 million facility and all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm not saying that stuff doesn't matter, but you know what matters the most is winning. Like yeah. winning is to me, that's my biggest takeaway from these two. Like, I don't think it's some huge referendum on like frost. Is it connecting with kids or this or that? I'm like, you know what it is? It's like Minnesota won 10 or 11 games last year. That's all it is. And Iowa has been winning a lot of football games the last decade 20 years you know like they've not been you know winning national championships but they've been win- winning eight to nine to ten games a year every year yeah and, and they've so put, they've, they've got a couple of guys that went in the pros like that's the thing that like okay i i get that um it's just that i, I think it's just a different generation and that's not saying it's a bad thing it's just you know this generation grew up where in their formative years nebraska wasn't as good as the generation before it so they think differently about nebraska yes in a lot of ways yeah i mean again like you said i mean and and it's for everybody listening to this they probably felt the same way like 
you know, growing up, it was like the idea of not going to Nebraska if you had a Nebraska offer. Like, if anybody didn't go to Nebraska, it's because they didn't have a Nebraska offer. You know, like it was. It was really hard to get that offer. Yes. So when a, you got it, it was like, wow. So, here, did you kind of get dominated? I did. Here, you, it was unequal pours. Was, we got an unequal pour. We got we to gotta keep things even Steven in this world. When you got Stevens, you're feeling pretty good. There we go. Okay. okay. We're good. Uh, one last thing on this, and we're going to go to something else. Um, Where do you fall? Because I think there's an interesting discussion to be had for, you know, because some people are, you, you know, you get some people, whenever Nebraska loses a recruit, people lose their mind. And I'd imagine there's some people that's like, Cluster, how could you let, how could you, do, how could you let him how could you let See, him? I, I got zero problem with I, the dad. Like that's the way a dad should be. Actually, yes. is letting your kid make the choice. So even though I, we would love to have his kid play here yeah. for us, the right thing to do as a parent is to be like, "This is your life. You do what you want to totally, do." Totally, totally. And so that anybody that's that's feeling like that, come on, no, you, like, it, it, like I. Uh, you you ultimately gotta let and and he even Keegan Johnson even said it as much or like he's always allowed me to blaze my own trail all that stuff like you you have to allow your kid to live their life For and sure. make the decision that they want to do because you know what like if you would have if Cluster would have forced Keegan Johnson to go to Nebraska that's something that like Keegan would never forget that you know mm-hmm. and like and if it doesn't go well. That hangs over their relationship. You know, you have yeah. to let kids make their own decisions. For sure. Let me ask you this one last question on this. Because I'm, I've am i read some of these articles, and there's a lot of this is what I'm hearing, okay? From all these different recruits, not just the, the ones we've been talking about, but all these guys. Yeah. Oh, we talk every day. We talk once a week. I talk to Coach Frost all the time. P.J. Fleck calls me once a week or every other day like let me ask you something nick how often did coaches call you for basketball recruiting the guys that were really recruiting me hard it was once a week at the most you get a call once a week back in high school from from the handful like joe holiday at the head the top assistant at kansas yeah when he really started recruiting me it was once a week to once every two weeks wow i i'm actually I'm shocked. I'm a little shocked because like I, but it wasn't, I think it's now it's, it's now that is like there. I'd imagine, and I'd, I've never straight up asked your brother this, but like if, if it's gotta be like a daily thing, whether it's a text oh, or a something like th- Nick, these guys are texting and calling every day. Right. And I'm just, I don't I, I, there's like, I almost find this troubling, right? Like it's almost this game of, well, if your head coach isn't calling me every day, that means I'm not his priority or something. Right. And I'm just like, I'm thinking back to, to my days. I'm like, I got a call once every month, maybe. Well, you know how many times and I talked to Roy on the phone? Like twice. May, like maybe, maybe twice in two years. Uh, so like in terms of the head head coach. I'm saying never. The head coach never called me to talk to me. And the assistant, you know, guy I loved you know you yeah. know rest in peace dan young but you know dan would call and you know once a month or once every other month and 
or come over to the house for a month and I'd send them off with my dad and they'd talk and Dan would, you know, fall asleep on the couch. And, <laughs> but like I was a kid, I didn't need you to ever call me and I didn't right. care. Right. But like, I feel like now there's this sort of like, it's a, this sort of like there's a neediness, ye- to a neediness, like, well, he's calling me every day. Are you not calling me every day? And I'm like, that's a bad precedent to be set for these coaches. Cause well, how many kids do they recruit? Maybe like a hundred or two hundred kids, and they have to call each of these kids every day. Like that's stupid. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's not to be too like the kids these days, but like I feel like one of the things that's happened. But coaches these days yeah, too, they're they, all doing it. We've all put our we've we've put our kind of what we judge on how we feel about things in the wrong places like some i'm telling you what's weird is like the second you have a kid like there was this weird uh pull to take a bunch of pictures of them and like post them or send them to people or whatever like and for a while there was this idea like that's how you show love like you show love by in that way how much you posting about it you, you know, hey, here with my kid doing this with my kid. And you're like, that's ridiculous. Like the, the idea that if I'm not posting or taking enough pictures of my child, I somehow don't care about them as yeah. much. And and it goes to, on a, and I don't know, it's a stretch, but like it just goes to show you where people are at with like what matters to them. It's like for some reason, you know, getting a call or a text every day. You're telling me that's the... That's the ultimate decider between PJ Fleck and Scott Frost or something. That just that seems yeah, misguided. I, I just don't know what the expectations are now. Like the expectations have changed. I mean, not that people didn't recruit hard in, in the old days. They I'm sure they did. I just think now you have access and you're expected to use it at all times. Yeah. I mean, you know, the old days, if you wanted to call a kid you call their house and their mom would answer. Yes. And you know, like right. that's a whole different story than sending texts and three messages. texts a day all day yeah, long right. and messaging and then calling and say, like, like that's the life now. That's what it is. It's, right. it's nonstop. Do you, I mean, okay. So to put a bow on it though, like, I mean, it's, it's not a good look. No, I, I mean, I don't want to sit here. Like, again, that's why I started where like, there's any way you, any way I react to it, I feel silly. Like, if I sit here and I turn the mic and I freak out about it, I'm like, come on, relax. But then if I dismiss it, I'm like, well, I mean, Nebraska only gets a handful of kids yeah. that pop up. You got to get them. Yeah, I think here, here's where here's where we find out. Like, Noah Fant, that's one that matters. Right. But you don't know till he's in the pros, right? Like, those are the guys we we can't miss. So, you know... I hope all these guys are very successful, but we don't know until they actually where they you know how they end up performing. Whether it's like it's a miss or not, right? Like sure. Some yeah, guys have so many times where you think someone's a really important kid, and then everybody they, thought Keyshawn Johnson Jr. getting him was going to we got change Keyshawn the Johnson of the Jr. Kid sucked and he left. He sucked and he was a bad teammate he, he, yeah, and yeah, made right. mistakes and they yes. yeah like yes. So, so you, you never know. Ultimately, all that matters, like the reality is, you know what all that matters is 
Nebraska gets some receiver that can make plays and some defensive back that can make plays. Yeah. I don't care if they're from Kearney or Alaska or where, you know, like they just need to get those guys to to come and produce. Yeah, and, and that's where I'll, I'll argue on the side of, uh, you know, sometimes you feel like you got to go to Florida to find a good DB, but like, you know, I would love to take the guy from Omaha. Yeah. Right. If we offer him things good, like that's great. But like to me in the end, it like, it doesn't matter. Like we need a good player. It's great to, if you can get the a Nebraska guy to be that player, because you know, usually they understand what this place is about more, but in the end of the day, like you need a good player. Yes. So like if, if, if you have to go elsewhere to get it, you get it. But you know, it's like I said, the only advantage is if you can get the local guy, there might be a little bit more understanding. And it, yes, and I and I do think like if Nebraska would have won ten games last year, I think th- I think if Nebraska beats Minnesota and, and they have the same Iowa, record, it, yeah, like what Devontae happens? Dickerson, I think is going to Nebraska. What happens? But that I, so that's how fickle it is, you know. But I, and that and that's where you can sit and and rack your brain forever about certain things. The bit, most important thing is winning. Because the, the year before, they, I mean, we beat Minnesota, but even two years before that, Scott Frost was 13-0. And let me just tell you something. Every kid in the country was going, if Scott Frost calls me, they're listening. Yes. And so a couple of losing seasons changes things that quick. That fast. And so speaking of recruiting, next topic, uh, Nebraska did offer an in-state quarterback – Heinrich or Heinrich Harburg, as I called him earlier, Heinrich Himmler from the SS German <laughs> squad. I'm sure he'll love that. That's great. It's just like uh, we were having trouble with his name. Is why we, we were having stuff. But you know what? A, a a badge of honor is is the older you get, the more you just don't care about butchering names. Like yeah. you know, it's like hey, you know that guy is Jan. John, no, John. J- j- what's his name? <laughs> John Pixon? That's his name. It's like, no, Dad, it's John Paxson. You're like, hey, you know who I'm talking about. But Heinrich Harburg, Carney Catholic, uh, gets it gets a an offer from Frost. And I mean, that's a big deal. In-state quarterback. Okay, in-state quarterback with an offer. It's been it's I think they said uh there was a maybe a kid maybe 10 years ago that got an offer, but the last committed Nebraska player we've gotten was 2000, I think, yeah, 2000 Mike McLaughlin. Wow. Yeah, 2000, 2001, Mike McLaughlin out of Millard North. So wow. Nebraska has not had a recruited scholarship quarterback in 20 years. I mean, that's that's amazing. Yeah. So, so it's a big deal. This was a big offer. I've been I've been following this one because I you know there were some rumblings about this kid from Carney. Um, I actually went and watched a little film on this guy. Watch his highlights. You watch his highlights. Okay, and the kid is I mean he's a tall, big, good looking kid. Athletic. He looks like he's got a. They say he throws the ball eighty yards. He had a good. He he. It's one of his. First or second play, he hits a guy on a deep post. Yeah. It's just a beautiful – I mean, it ball goes 50, 60 yards in the air, perfect throw. He's got a good – he's just – I like him. You know, like and, – and listen, highlights are – I remember thinking, you know, you watch any highlight tape to a certain extent, you're going to be like, whoa. But, like, there's something to – some highlight 
tapes look different than us. Yeah, I mean, I think the the knock on any, you know, Nebraska kid from a C2 or smaller school, right? It's the old, like... Well, who's he playing? Who's you playing? So, I mean, Scott Scott Frost will, you know, he's very upfront about that because he played in the same leagues. And, you know, so I, I the whole thing was they said they wanted to see him throw. And then now, obviously, these camps are, are ending and... They want you know, they want to see it in person, right? And so I think they they made the judgment call of the potential on this kid is too good to pass up. He listen, like again, it's highlights, but like he can run. He's a big kid. He's his he's got a good arm, like he's got a good throwing motion. Uh, in terms of just kind of like doing the whole makeshift look at highlights, like. He he passes the test to me. Yeah, I was actually I was talking to my dad about this, and my, the 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 big takeaway that I I told my dad was, I like that offer in the sense of he's a Nebraska kid with a lot of a potential ability, right? But even if he doesn't pan out, let's say they he, he they take one or two quarterbacks this class, and whether he pans out or not. I'd like to go down with my quarterback that doesn't make it being six five and can run. Yeah. Because you know what? Like maybe he could be a tight end. Right. Maybe he could help you somewhere else rather than if you're a six foot one, two hundred pound quarterback, right? Um, not that that guy couldn't find a place to help, but six five and fast as an athlete that's a quarterback right. can help you somewhere else in a special way, potentially. So obviously we don't know if this kid's going to come to Nebraska, just a lot of speculation, but it's pretty cool to see, you know, Nebraska offering a in-state quarterback, which does not happen a lot. And a kid that actually has, you know, some, some, uh, some pretty good upside. Yeah. I, I mean, even if you're going to miss on a guy, even to your point, even like you miss on a Luke McCaffrey because like even if Luke doesn't play, like Luke can just help you. Somebody somewhere yeah. like he's a football player. Yes. Like the other thing with this kid, the kid from Carney Catholic, like he looks like he's just a guy you want on your roster. Sure, you want him to be a quarterback, and I'm sure he wants to be a quarterback. But like he he just he's a big, good looking, athletic kid. Yeah, I think they said he runs. You know, he runs a sub. You know, sub eleven hundred meter. You know, it's like right. things like that. Like those things will are a, a, a net positive whether you play quarterback or not. And I will say this, and I get it. He he didn't have a great year this year. Talking about Adrian Martinez, but if if there's Frost still is to me earned the benefit of the doubt with his quarterback evaluations. You know, like. I like, I mean, Luke McCaffrey got potential. Adrian Martinez, good player. Uh, who's the cat from that came in this class from Logan the, Smothers? Logan Smothers. I like he's that part guy's, of that old singing group, the Smothers Brothers. Smothers Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but he uh, he looks like he looks good. That kid looked really good. So, but this kid brings a different dimension. From all those three, because those guys are all six one, six two guys. Right. This guy is a big, like he's a different kind of athlete. You know, Frost recruited and coached Marcus Mariota, right? Who's not he's six two, six three, maybe, and 
fast, quick mm-hmm. twitch. Not quite like this guy. But in the paper, they also mentioned that Frost recruited uh, is it Justin Herbert, who went, I think, you know, top 15 draft like pick. Herbert. To Herbert lit Nebraska's ass up in 2017. Yes. Well, now, what's who drafted him? I'm trying to. I'm just Herbert went to the Chargers, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, so he went to the Chargers, and he was he was top ten. Actually, yeah, he was top he? ten pick. Maybe he was like six or seven. I can't remember. Um, but Frost compared this guy more to him. I could see that than like a Mariota. Mariota's really quick twitch. Yeah. Herbert's not quite as quick twitch, but long. You know, tall and long with good speed, that. good I, I arm. See that. And I think that was a good comparison. I liked Herbert. Yeah, but this kid did too. So this kid from Carney, that's his favorite player. So this kid from Carney likes this Herbert. That's who Frost compares him to, and Frost recruited the guy. So I think there's a nice little connection there. Yep. If it's ever something that like that makes sense, this this is a good little connection. And that's the thing is, I would say Martinez is probably more in the Mariota. F- not, not as twitchy though. Yeah, Mariota is faster. Martinez is maybe speed. a little more powerful. Mary, uh, Martinez is a more natural athlete. Like Martinez has a smoothness to him um, that Mariota is more mechanical and twitchy, right? So Mar- Mariota is faster, but Martinez has what I call he's got the glide. He's smooth, yeah. he's silky, right? That's its own thing. Um, so Martinez is not the the athlete necessarily Mario is, but he's a smoother, different kind of athlete. And I get the sense that Smother, Logan Smothers is a little like McKenzie Milton. That's a great comparison. So I think that's something that you you coach for long enough, you can you you find guys that fit yeah. in your mind a mold of someone in your program that is or system yeah. that's had success before. So, there you go. Should we lead into the the next topic that I know is coming? Vedral? Yes. So, next topic is Noah Vedral. This would have been, I don't know. I mean, now, like, you, I've lost track of all time. Six months ago is a week I'm like, it was 14 years <laughs> ago. Noah Vedral transferred to the day. Do you know what's the 14th year anniversary of Vedral transferring? 1492 Columbus sailed <laughs> from Spain and landed in the West Indies in 1493. Noah Vedros transferred. He was in the portal. I swear to God, I have no idea if Noah Vedral transferred last week or if it was like... It was legitimately last week. Was it last it week? It was last week. Wow. It was not a month ago. It was like a week ago. I mean, I've lost all sense of time. Uh, but so Vedral transfers. What, I mean, what are we supposed to take away from that? Like, is there some like, that tells me what? That I think Smothers and McCaffrey it tells you one of two things: either Smothers and McCaffrey have passed him and are are have moved up internally. In whatever that internal battle was, they either moved up or or Vedral had his mindset on playing, and he felt like it wasn't going to happen here. I think, well, first of all, one little thing is now it all makes sense that Frost allowed Vedral to go suit up for the Nebraska basketball team in the middle of spring football. Remember, this is before yeah. all the coronavirus stuff really hit. 
Yeah. Spring football is going on. Vedral and another offensive lineman fly with the Nebraska basketball team to Chicago to play in the Big Ten tournament. I remember at the time that being like, that's not a good sign for Noah Vedral and his, you know, how he, how he factors into the quarterback equation. Because in spring football, if you're like competing for, do you imagine in 2007, Joe Gans in the middle of spring ball is like, I'm going to go up with Doc Sadler real quick. I'm going to go to the Big 12 tournament and play. You'd have been like, well, that's probably not the the smartest thing. So that, I guess, it all now retro, like it, in retrospect, like, you're like, well, now that makes sense because he went. Uh, all right. Hey, Bo, uh, we're taking a quick break. Pop quiz. You know what? May 10th. What's going on on May 10th? You know what would be going on on that day. I got a good idea since we just discussed it. Yo, I, should, I gave it away, huh? It's Mother's Day. I had no idea that Mother's Day was... I mean, it's, it's right around the corner. I don't know that I ever have been aware of when Mother's Day was. <laughs> I don't know if you're like me, but growing up, it was sort of like... You walk in the door like, it's Mother's it's Day. Like, oh, go, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. And we've got Mom what? And you write your name on the card and you... Well, and what ends up happening on, on, on Mother's Day is like you end up, you know, you got, if you have a wife with a kid, you have like the mother-in-law, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's crazy how that all ends up being where you got to think about gifts for there, gifts for there, gifts for there. But here's the thing, like you sit there and you go like, what gift are you going to do? You really going to do flowers? You got to get your mother a good gift. That's I'm the not key. anti-flowers. No, you got to give them something more than flowers, Nick. It's got to be something a little bit better than flowers. You know what it is? Hmm. It is various purses. Ooh. Women love a good purse. And <laughs> the, the people, okay, the owner of, because people need to go to sapan.com, S A P A H N.com. We know the person who runs this. We've known this young woman since we are, we're 12 years old. Yes. Yep. Great woman. She does incredible things. She's a fellow Southeast Knight. She moved to Thailand with her husband, who's also one of our best friends in the world. And they start an artisan-led fashion brand that is changing the fashion game. And I don't know, does your wife have any My wife got, she already has a purse. So does my wife. She loves it. Loves it. I'm not, I'm just telling you. We don't, I don't know. I mean, a purse, like, I don't know what I'm looking at. I got my wife for her birthday some necklaces and bracelets, matching silver necklaces and bracelets from Sapan. Uh, oh, so you're ago. a Sapan veteran. I'm already a veteran, yes. You're a newbie. You have earned your pension with the with the. You're Sapan. learning about Sapan. I, I have been I've known about it, and I know my wife loves it. I'm just, I'm just telling you. Every, like, women love this. So you're saying if for Mother's Day, if let's say there's a couple of viewers out there that have wives and mothers they're trying to find a gift for? We're, I, we found it for you. We found it for you, okay? I think we're on to something here. Because they told us here, this is good. This is a good copy from Brooke. Three words, buttery, soft, leather. Buttery. That's how Buttery's you get me in. Buttery's a great word. That's how you get me in. Buttery can mean a lot of different things, but we're talking about purses right now. I'm just telling you right now, they have awesome stuff. They have purses, handbags, wallets. You t- you got jewelry. Yeah, good silver. Jewelry. I mean, you got all that stuff. And, you know, it's a local business. Like, like let's support, you know, our people during these 
difficult times with the coronavirus. I'm just telling you, this person's going to love this. Yes, it's your, unique. Your mom, your, it's your, unique, and it, like it's it, it's something that in a category for men, this is a hard place to shop normally. Very. But this is your easy button. You just said easy button, and we're going to make it even easier. When you go to Sapan.com, S-A-P-A-H-N.com, enter the code GAMETIME. Enter the code GAMETIME at checkout for $50 off plus free shipping. Bro. She, I think she knew what she was doing. She's been watching the Michael Jordan documentary. That's, what time is it? We have to it? attribute. What time is it? It's game time. Who? That's what it is. <laughs> it's game time. Who? I think that's what was going on in the office of Sapan. So enter the discount code game time at checkout. Again, that is Sapan.com. S-A-P-A-H-N.com. I will. I think. Also, Were you surprised about that, though? That he went and suited up? No, that he transferred. That he transferred. Um, yes and no. And I know like. Yes. I will say yes, because he seemed like a guy that I don't want to say he didn't have starting quarterback aspirations, but he seemed like the ultimate, like not to say anybody's happy being the backup, but like he seemed like a guy that was just like, was ha like he wanted to be at Nebraska all along. He finally got to be at Nebraska and I mean, shoot, he was the, he was the backup last year. I, cause I'll say I was surprised. I thought he was married to Frost, and I thought he was married to Nebraska now, like yeah. with Frost. So he went to Central Florida with Frost, came here for Frost, got to play this year, right? And was the backup behind Martinez. Like I kind of thought he was gonna be like, I'm gonna just, cause what year technically is he? I think he's got uh, two years to go. Two years left. I think he's got. So, so I guess I thought he would be committed to just riding it out. Like, this is his team. He's going to be the backup unless something happens, and that's his opportunity, which is what happened last year. Right. So I guess I'm surprised that his mindset is, I have to get out to play. Yeah. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know that when well, he was in there. there's a lot of things within this that are like uh, – to me, one of the first things I thought was, and maybe you can, like, where you went with it is probably true of being like, this tells me that McCaffrey and Smothers are ahead of them. To me, this tells me that Martinez is the guy. I think Martinez is going to be the guy no matter what. That's what I thought all along. But, like, to me, this tells me that, because I think if Vedral felt like it was really open, he would roll the dice. I don't, I, I think there's an element of like, well, this, I read this, read into this thinking that Mar, that it's pretty clear Martinez is the guy. And I, and I'd imagine if Vedral probably thought like, man, with how Martinez performed at times last year, if he's still 100% behind this guy, he, this is the guy. I guess what's going to be surprising to me is where Vedral ends up. Cause that will tell me more about this than anything, because right now it's like, this is a big 10 school that you are playing for the coach you've been with for three years. And 
you got to play last year. You got to start what three games? Well, he started. He started the Minnesota game. Started. He started the Indiana, uh, and then he played in the Northwestern game. Yeah, so he got to play three games at at quarterback. This I mean, year. Northwestern game. He makes the big throw down the sideline to win. Like he was in. Yeah. With the game on the line. Yeah, and you know, that's where like you know if he ends up at a school. Any sort of power five school, I'll be shocked. But to me, if he doesn't go to a school that's like you're guaranteeing him guaranteeing the starting spot, like a lower end school uh, that's going to guarantee that, because I don't know any power five school that's like, hey, guess what? You get to walk in and be the guy. Yeah, because that because I thought I heard Sip talking on Severe and Benning that he heard Northern Illinois. But that then would, that would make more sense. To but me, then though. they also threw out maybe Severe threw out Iowa. See that, that would sh- that would stun me. That would be the you are, stun. If you are leaving Nebraska to go roll the dice on being the starter at Iowa, that makes no sense to me. None. And then there also was some uh, uh, Washington State. Same thing. It's a Mike Leach school. There's going to be quarterbacks there. That makes no sense to me. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me either. Like unless he, unless in, in Vedral's mind, he sees. Adrian Martinez as being that much better than anybody else at these other schools. I just think if you're if if I'm Noah Vedral, I'm only if I'm leaving, I'm going somewhere that's like basically assuring me the starting spot. Northern uh, Northern Illinois makes sense because it would be that situation, right? Like, hey, you're you've proven you can play in the Big Ten. Come here it, and be the starter. It's like uh, I don't know what those discussions were like. Totally, but like Sam Keller doesn't come to Nebraska without Bill Callahan basically saying, you will 100% start. Now, I know that's Sam's different because Sam started at a Pac-12 school, but but it's the same school of thought of, like I'd imagine when Burrow decided to go to LSU. It wasn't guaranteed. It, it wasn't guaranteed, but it, but was, it was guaranteed. It's, the you 90, know what I mean? it's like the 90% guaranteed. Like it's doing everybody a disservice if we guarantee it, so we're not going to do that. But, but we're not gonna we're not gonna tell you it's a 50-50. It's a 90-10. You're you, good. You show up and do ways, the work. There are ways to guarantee without guaranteeing. You know what I mean? Like the reps, are, the reps are what matter. You get the good reps with the good team uh and more reps. That's usually how it's done. Yeah. So I mean, the the other thing I will say is uh sometimes for for a guy like Vedral, I know this sounds weird. I think like I, I think if he'd never played this year, I think he would have stayed. Yeah. And what I mean by that is when sometimes I'm telling when you get a taste of it, yeah. When you get a taste of that shit, you're like, "Ooh, I, I can it. play big time football." I can do it. First of all, you're like, "I can do it and I I want that." Well, and, and you know, for him, there's a part of him, okay, that I I'm wondering if he doesn't think all right, Minnesota was Minnesota. That game was tough, right? We that, that we game didn't, was just like we didn't they, play defense. We couldn't do much. But Indiana, he was one play away from winning that game. That fumble he had. If he doesn't make that fumble, we win that game, right? Right? Like, and he knows it, right? And if he wins that game, wins Northwestern, he's sitting there going, and then he's on a winning streak, right? And then because it was that before Minnesota. No, yes, that was after Minnesota. After Minnesota, okay. So anyway, then he's got a couple game winning streak, and then then who knows? I mean, who knows? Because then was that Purdue? Then after that, I'm I'm all. Let's let's get our. I mean, well, I know I'm I'm almost positive. What didn't it go? uh, Ohio State then 
Minnesota. Ohio State by Minnesota. And then I think it was Indiana Northwestern. Or Northwestern Indiana. Yeah, so it went Ohio State, Northwestern, Minnesota, Indiana, Purdue. Ohio State, Northwestern. And Martinez got hurt against Northwestern, correct? Vedro comes in, wins the game. Then it goes Indiana. No, then it goes Minnesota, and they get curb stuff. Oh, then it goes Minnesota. Okay. Then it's Indiana, and Nebraska loses 38-31. And then Martinez is back. For Purdue. For Purdue, and it's a game that still to this – I mean, it's like how they lost that game is beyond – But he, here's what I'll say is if 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 Vedral has – doesn't fumble and they win against Indiana, and he, he did decent against Minnesota. Yeah. Then all of a sudden when Martinez struggles, you have to weigh – you have to weigh a lot harder whether Vedral gets a chance, right? hmm But Vedral – maybe missed on that opportunity, that fumble against Indiana. And maybe that, he realizes that he's like, you know, I had a, you know, I had my window to seize it. He had a chance. It was and a, I didn't seize it. You know, that could be, I, I don't know. I mean, he There's might just want to play. Yes. And so I get it, but I also, I'm with you. There was an element of, of me that thought like, man, I thought Vedra was just like all in on frost and all in on Nebraska. He's a Wahoo kid. And yes. I, I guess he came, he transferred to get here. And so it's weird that he's transferring out to me. I thought it'd be really, 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 really interesting where he goes. That will tell us. Uh, that will tell us everything we need to know. If it's Iowa, I'm I gonna. Get it. I, I, I'm I gonna be like, whoa. Stunned. But Stunned. if it's Northern Illinois, I'll understand. I think it's gonna be more of a MAC conference USA type. Of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like one of those kinds of, of kinds of schools. Okay. The I had a thought, and we'll kind of wrap it up with this because we're about at like 55 minutes here on the 56 minutes. When you're drinking wine, and I'm th- this is just the time just. See, goes. here's the problem right now. If, if a waitress came and said, be "Like, how's that bottle? Oh my god, it's gone. Do you guys want another?" And be like, "Yeah, yeah, we do. We'll take two. <laughs> we'll take three. One for him, one for me, and one for yourself. Right? Keep one, honey. <laughs> Keep the change. And by change, I mean another bottle of wine for you." So, do you think, and this is this is a thought that hit me when I was mowing. This is a thought that hit me when I was mowing. Oh, the, the secret thought. Okay. This was, thought. sometimes when you're mowing, thoughts hit you. And I had to turn off my lawnmower and write this in my notes. And I don't know if this was like I was drunk on like grass fumes or th- there's something here. Do you think, sometimes when there's the threat of losing something, when you get it back, you just appreciate it so much that you don't. You're you're kind of like inherently different about how you are with that thing, and you just love it, and you won't maybe be angry with it or whatever. Give me give me your context. So, what were you thinking? So about? what I'm thinking about is with. Let's be honest, with the way the schedule sets up next year, I mean, Nebraska, Scott Frost, first two years. Let's be honest, everyone knows Frost, if he was sitting here drinking wine with us, he would say it's disappointing. You know, it's been disappointing. I mean, no one thought it'd be back to back losing seasons, no bowl game each year. It's been disappointing. And you look at the schedule this year, 
and the way it lays out and the way the season ends with, you know, what is it? Penn State, Iowa, Ohio State, Wisconsin. Like, I mean, it's like murder's row mm-hmm. where it's going to be, it's going to be hard. Like if Nebraska goes six and six, it's like, I'm not gonna lie. Like to me, that's like, damn, good work. You know, do you think this whole coronavirus thing and the threat of losing the season and the threat of football going away, will fans be more lenient and more patient with the program in the short term and in the long term? Because right now at this moment, you can't look me in the eye and tell me with certainty that Nebraska is going to play football next year. So what I'm saying is, you know, you know, you go, well, how does how does this coronavirus thing, what do we look like coming out on the back end of it? How what, what's different about it? One of the things I've wondered about is like right now, doesn't it seem kind of silly to even be like angry about a game? You're like, man, you know what'd be great is just to have a game and be able to go to that, a game. So so that's a that's a great question because it's it's a it's a, it's layered, right? There's so many there's so much to it. My initial reaction is that, uh, of course, people are going to appreciate it more for a little while. Yes. Um, when we look at Nebraska specifically, I think a lot of this stuff is hurt us. Correct. Like you know, yeah. the recruiting, it's hurt. Not being able game, to, yeah. The practices, a lot of it's hurt us specifically, the way it's all set up. But me personally, like I, I think that Scott Frost is the right guy and the staff is what we need and we need to give him we need to give him time and the the worry is that if we don't win the way people expect they're going to do what we've been doing they're going to go right back on the years, cycle yeah. the cycle of spit out you know fire a guy fire hire replace, a new guy and hire fire replace and try to rebuild cultures right. and rebuild recruiting classes and it's a disaster right so this staff what we need is we got the staff we need to give them you know, seven to 10 years to do this, this thing, this coronavirus thing may be the blessing of it will let people step back a little bit, be happy. They have football. Maybe we go five and seven or six and six. And so what we got a football season. Yeah. Their patience is going to not going to be great by the end of the season, but you know what? Like, it's probably going to be better than it would have been if there was no coronavirus. Yes. If there was no coronavirus and we didn't have a great year, there would be a portion of the state that would they would go to the barn, they'd take the pitchfork <laughs> off the wall, they'd give that little, what's that little thing that they go, and they'd start yes. sharpening the pitchforks, and, you know, the cow would look back, oh, there he oh, goes. Boy. And so then they'd take the pitchforks, and they'd start calling for heads. No question. And the mob would show up, right? That's what happens. That was that's a potential. I think my guess is that this coronavirus thing, if we play a season, may benefit us in that way. That's that's kind of what I was getting at when I was okay. mowing. It just hit me and I turned off my mower and wrote I, I just thought, you know what? This as much as we think this is all hurting Nebraska, I think it could be a blessing in disguise for that, for the fans and everyone being 
in this frame of mind of just being so happy. And listen, I'm not sitting here telling everybody needs to lower their expectations or whatever, you know. But at this point, you know, if I all I would love, I would love nothing more to like, doesn't it seem trivial? Like if Nebraska lined up, who's their, the first game of the next year is what, Purdue? Mm-hmm. I Like it, just close your eyes and think of that game happening right now. It's like, I don't really like, Care. Win or loss, I'm, I I'm like, happy they're playing. I'm just it. happy they're out there. I am. And I'm that's so... something that that pandemics and big events in your life, it strips things down to like, you just, to what you appreciate. And you, you just want that stuff, you know? And the threat of losing that will make you be like, well, I just want that back so bad. I don't care what form it's in. I just want it. And for so long, people have wanted, not only they've had football, they've wanted it to be a certain way and look a certain way and yield certain results. I I just wonder if the threat of losing the season will make everybody have an enormous amount of patience and a more enormous amount of leniency towards whatever happens on the football field because it's like, I just am so glad that we have football. I, I have pre- Husker football. Yeah, I predict that... That's what I would see as the 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 benefit of of what could happen. Um, I mean, and we say like I love every play, and every play matters to me, and yes, and I love it. But you know what? The reality is, Nebraska needs to get to twenty one in the year twenty one twenty two. Yes, because with what, this half the rosters freshmen and redshirt freshmen, all these young like, guys, like we got to get to Martinez's senior year, and we got to get the year right. after that, and like where. We got to get all the kids from the that were under the Pliny Riley, Riley eras completely out, and get all of Frost like real recruits in that have had three, four years. Like that, that's what we got to get to. And as hard as that is to hear, right? Like that's why this year is like you just say let's enjoy it, but like have patience and enjoy it. That that's that would exactly- be my suggestion because. This is about Nebraska for the long term. We, we got to think long term here. I totally agree. Now, with all that said, there is something too that like everyone talks a big patient game in the spring and the summer. And then the games come. And when the games come, you, your emotions get ramped up. So maybe it's naive to think that even next year, it won't be, people won't snap right back into it of being just having that same sort of crazy mindset of being upset all the time if things don't go well. But I don't know, man. I just think when when the, the legitimate threat of losing something enters into your mind. You know what? You know what sounds great right now is just like having a red solo cup in your hand and having a beer outside of Memorial Stadium and it's 64 degrees, a little chilly, and you hear, you smell the smells and you hear the things and you hear the band and you hear, like, you know what I mean? Like, that sounds great. To hell with what fucking happens in the game. Yeah. I just want a game and I want that. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, all right, let me ask you this. What's the best way in your mind right now to try to get fans in the stands? I mean, in terms of like how, how does how do you do it? I mean, I I almost, my thought is you have to reduce capacity. 
By how much though? I don't know. Ninety thousand. What do we go to? I would like my first thought is half that, and and maybe even that's high. I'm not against that. My thing is like this whole time, people. I, I've kind of been amazed at when people enter into this conversation of how much people don't understand the concept of beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. Where it's like, people are like, no, nah, man, there can't be a season without fans. Like, oh, oh, wait a minute. So do you want football or do you not want football? I'll take it without. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I'll take Who it. Who <laughs> gives a shit if for one season you can't go to the games? Or if I, there are zero people in the stands? I will watch it with no fans I, or I'll be the, the guy that goes and there's 25,000. I don't give a shit if every Husker football game is played at a, a dome in another state. Yeah. I don't care. I just like, want to watch football. I just want to have a season. I'm shocked at how many people get choosy about like, well, no, nah, man, there can't be a season without, with, you can't have a season without fans in the stand. You can't have a season with. Well, you, you can, and we, we certainly might. Like, if you want to, like, if it, if you can and, they can make it happen. Like, why not? I, I just don't, I don't know. I've been shocked at that conversation. You know, like at one point, maybe he's changed his tune, but like when all this stuff was breaking, you know, like LeBron was like, I, I wouldn't play without fans in the stands. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? Like all these people are like, oh, I can't play with fans. You, if no fans in the stands, I'm not playing. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. Like, there's nothing about that. I don't care what it looks like where it's played. I don't care if Nebraska has to, fe- if it's, you know, because right now, like, can I look in the eye and say, like, you put a gun in my head, do all 130 FBS teams play football next year? I have a hard time saying yes to that. But mm-hmm. I think there's going to be enough to field a season. Yeah, I mean, you think about, like, Rutgers. I mean, that's the thing you think about. <laughs> the, you think about Washington, the University, you know, Washington yeah. Huskies. You think about Rutgers. You think, like, you see you USC UCLA, but you know what? Like, so it can't. You know, it, it, this whole thing of like, well, it's you know, if, if it can't be everybody, it can't play. I I don't know. I disagree. I, disagree I, I think people too. are. I think I think we're gonna get into that mode where it's like it doesn't matter what it looks like, who's playing who, mm. where it's being played, it's being played. Not only because there's too much money at stake, but because everybody wants it. I think you want me to play right now, and I kind of getting fired you up. You would play, and you would like. Come on. It. <sighs> Was that a decent thought? It's a good thought. Really good thought. Strong thought. I'm happy you had it. It hit me mowing the lawn. I stopped and had to write it down. I think we have slammed clank. here. We there got empty go. glasses and an empty It's bottle. over. I mean, the, the bottle of wine is over. It's it's gone. We did it. We're lucky we don't have a waitress offering us. More because two we'd more. Bought, we'd have bought three <laughs> bottles: one for you, one for me, and one for the waitress. And That's the, what would have happened. We got a fourth to be the traveler. We would take it home with yes. us. Yes, and if someone also, if Jordan would walk up with cigars right now, I'd be like, "Give me one of those." Are we <sighs> going to do that? By the way, we are going to do that. Your house is going to smell like smoke. It's going to smell terrible in here. Like, do we have? It'll be well worth. We'll, we'll take a picture though, and we're going to get a glass of. Do you just want to do Crown? We'll do a glass of Crown. We'll get a big stogie. We'll we'll commemorate that with a picture, but we're gonna smoke it on the last. There's the cigar place right by my house. Let's go get some cigars. We gotta go in there, and there's gotta be someone there that we can say that we want what is the equivalent of like 
The Michael Jordan of cigars. I want the most <laughs> mild, like, you know what I mean? Like, no, we want the Michael Jordan cigar. Oh, you Give want, us your best cigar. Oh, God. Those might be pricey. How long does it take to smoke? Like, you can't smoke that whole thing down, right? In one sitting, or what's that? Oh, that's, a, like? that's probably an hour. We'll be, we'll be puffing on the thing for an hour. We'll do the whole episode. Is it cigars. disgusting? It's probably. Have you ever smoked a oh, yeah. cigar? I, I smoked How long a, ago has it been, though? I smoked one. I have a picture with at our high school graduation party at, at the Campbell's house. Me and Johnny C have a cigar. <laughs> but I smoked a cigar in Mexico with my wife, and I broke out in a rash the next day. That tells you so a lot. So this <laughs> could result in a rash. But I want to do it. Think if this room just filled with smoke. It would be great. I think we should make a habit of it. Okay, we're at an hour and 12 minutes. The wine's gone, and we're talking about... Cigars that are going to get smoked. All right, guys. This was great. This is so much. I wish people could have as much fun. As oh, I've had. never had. That was the best <laughs> hour and 11 minutes of my life. All right. Well, that was good Nebraska. I haven't talked a lot of Nebraska football in a while. I've been crazy. I felt good. When you told me you want to talk a little recruiting, I got, let me just tell you something. You got excited? I You're got kind something. of Mr. Recruiting Guy. When I like that, that about when you. That, I used to I don't hate know, recruiting. I know. You're all in on it. I think I like that about I you. I don't know why. All right. Well, Cheers to an empty glass and, you know, GBR for next year, my friend. Until the next wine pod, we will holla at you. All right, my thanks to Pella Windows and Doors. If you're thinking about a new window or a new front door, now is the perfect time. Give Pella a call at 402-493-1350 or check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. We will see you next time on the Nick Bob Podcast. Production.